Welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Anvil. And we have a big announcement tonight. Okay. You don't know what it is, do you? Um, Sadly, Anvil's leaving the show, and oh, we yes. have a new co-host starting next week. I forgot that. Yeah. I, 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 I believe Donna, Donna <laughs> Lopardo is going to be the new co-host on this right. show. So she can have equal time. <laughs> yeah. Or will she? Or will she? That's right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, just kidding, folks. Anvil's on oh, okay. the show. Fuck yeah. Screwing around. Never know. Never, never know. Never know. I walk in the studio. Yeah, this is uh, this is for entertainment purposes only. Oh, As always, you know, it's very important that we get that out there. Oh yes. Um, our our views and the topics we discuss are not necessarily the views of our network of the, or or the owners of the management. show or station <laughs> management. It's just things we're throwing out there and see if it sticks to the walls. Yeah. But I have some crazy stuff tonight. It's okay. Blow well, I, guess, well, I got some crazy stuff I can, too. No, I got crazy stuff. Tonight. Okay. Okay. We may have a legitimate two-hour show there. Okay. All right. We're going to have a legitimate two-hour show. We always have a legitimate two-hour show. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you uh, start? Well, tonight, uh, just we're, we're going to be trying some Rock Stream grape brandy. <laughs> this is up on uh, the lake there outside of Watkins Glen. This is one of my favorite breweries. So, I always go to these guys every time I walk in Glen, even if I'm on the other side on the other lake, I drive over the hour and a half, whatever it takes me to get there, and I get their wine and their brandy. Uh, so, great place, great owner, great people. Tonight's show is being driven by Rockstream Brewery and Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin' Donuts serves cops. Good job. They do, versus Starbucks. Starbucks. You have to call cops and do arrest the cops. I am now. They don't want to serve. Yep, I am now not going to buy any Starbucks coffee. I'm done. I'm done with Starbucks. And I was a Starbucks drinker. Were you? Yes, I was. Really? I was never. Always been Dunkin'. But that could be. I thought I really didn't start buying like coffee out and about until I went to Rhode Island for those four years. Those were Walmart. Yeah. And then there's a Dunkin' Donuts every <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts every block. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, I actually had a cup of coffee today at four o'clock. Did you? Really? Yeah, because I, I was down at work. I was just like tired, and I had to go to the gym right after work. And I'm like, I don't have it. I had that cup of coffee, and now I'm bouncing off the fucking walls right now. Yeah, good. so it definitely worked for me. I had a great workout. I did a thousand twenty-two repetitions. I then did a shadow box for three rounds. You know, I did a huge workout, and I feel great. We're doing a show. Good. So, yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So anyway, so we're there. Okay, who's going first? You going first? You're well, crazy or crazy? my crazy? Which crazy? Well, we'll start with your crazy. crazy. You want to start with my crazy? Yeah, because my, my crazy will blow your mind. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's get mine done because I don't want to lose anything here. So, it's been a few weeks since we've been able to put out a podcast. And that's mostly my fault, folks. No, no. No, it really was. I was yeah, the one that I, I could, I could be... I can make fun of you. I could... I could guilt you and ridicule you. You can do your own show. I, I mean, could do my own show. In fact, show. I'm going to start doing my own yeah, show. Well, you might as well. The weekends that we can't, I'm going to do my own show. That's a good idea. But uh, I was, I t- that was today I was going to send you a text and ask you if your pussy hurt <laughs> or if we could do a show tonight. Um, and I said, no, nah, because I don't want to guilt them. And say, oh, I get it. I'm tired, too. So when you say, hey, I can't do it tonight, I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No skin off my scrotum. I'm good with that. Um, we just got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. I, I don't know where to say. God bless these people that can do this every weekend, week out, or 
people get a fucking life. I don't know which one to say to these people that do it week in, week out, but well, if it's not your full time, if you're not getting, if you're not getting a paycheck off of it, right? Which neither Jeff and I, if, if actually, it cuts into our paychecks more times yeah, than that. It does. But uh, it depends on how big a cut. Depends on who's using the credit card on what week. But <laughs> but um, if you're not getting a pay, yeah, yeah, just, right, just to laugh about that one. If you're not getting a paycheck off this and you're doing it just to do it for fun and stuff, you take what you get. Yeah, unless you're Steve. Steve would Steve, very religious. Yeah, Steve was Steve religious about it. It wasn't really him canceling. It was like everybody else that, was canceling. You know, but he, and, he didn't work. And I love Steve, but we go back to the whole. I haven't heard from Steve in a long time. life. Yeah, I haven't heard from him a long time. Where is he still? I did. I did kind of. I, I did kind of hear from Steve. I think Dan's home. Oh, is he really? I think. Oh, so. good I, deal. I haven't checked, but I'm good deal. Good yeah. deal with that. I'd say that was that was messed up. Yeah, that was a. I think he, the kid got a. It's complicated, but I think he got a raw deal. Um, you know, so in light of everything that's been going on the last since he's been incarcerated, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. if anything else, they should just let it go. But yeah. anyways, we'll, we'll, we won't go much further into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're not, you just got a lot going on. As you said, that's you know, I see people putting out the podcast every week and ghost hunting this and paranormal that and. I appreciate what they're doing, but I just don't have the energy. I'm working well, full-time. You're working full-time. You're going to... You, you, I have... God I have, bless you. You go to the gym. You do that stuff. You're dealing with two kids, three kids, two kids, two kids, kids just kids, two kids. I always think there's a third one that I've never met because I don't know why, but <laughs> I just can see that happening one day. Oh, no, this is my other son. Yeah, yeah. But anyways. That's not something you joke about, um, actually. <laughs> no, we probably, we probably should Because not. I do worry about the um, back of my mind. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Heather can be a handful. You guys are still young. You go out and do things yeah. like that. Yeah. A lot of air old fucks. We get home. It's a TV. It's a chair. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. So, anyways. Um, but once in a while, once in a while, Alain and I get out. We get out. And uh, this past weekend, not the... Uh, not the 4th of July weekend, the weekend before the 4th of July weekend. Well, week and a half before the 4th of July weekend. Um, we did a Paris safari, and we've done this before. Uh, we did a Paris safari up to the Hinsdale and Salamanca area of New York State, which is towards the west, the west coast of New York State, uh, bordering on Pennsylvania and Ohio and that area. Uh, and there are two places out there. In Salamanca, New York, there is an old, I'm going to say, it, it's not abandoned because people live there. So it used to be an old uh, sanitarium. It wasn't very big. It wasn't like one of these multi-bed sanitariums like Penhurst and all sort of crazy shit you see going on. It was a 10, 10 or 12 bed sanitarium in western New York. And... Uh, that's all they really need in the area, I guess, from what I understand from the history lesson we got about it. Uh, and it dealt mostly with mental illness and, I think, uh, alcoholism. Hmm. And then later, when those two problems weren't big enough, they converted it over to a TB, TB kind of. Right. Thing. And I'm not sure why in Western New York, because most TB stuff goes out west, dry, right. but... I guess if they can't afford to go out there, they need to be taken care of someplace. So this is where they went. And then uh, sometime in the 40s or 50s, 
uh, it converted to apartments. And there was, I guess, three or four apartments carved out of this property. And then state apartments till finally no one wanted to live there anymore. And it just kind of got run down and hmm. dilapidated. And uh, it's funny, both these buildings have a similar history and outcome as far as what was going to happen to them and what happened to them. Uh, local woman, very big into the psychic and paranormal stuff, and uh, had found out that uh, the house was going to be destroyed, tore down, tore down and, and uh, parking lot. It, it, was, it was in a residential area, which mm-hmm. I don't know what they were going to put there. I guess another gas. I guess I guess a gas station maybe. Um, this is very. This is uh, this this sanitarium was in Salamanca, which is heavily Indian territory. I don't know if it's reservation. When you prop- say Amer- Indian, you mean American Indian, or do you mean like Indians from India? No, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the cow worship. They can come into the Seven Eleven gas station. Yeah, I get to slurpy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, not that kind of Indian. It was Native American uh, reservation. Which gotcha. again, there's a reservation up there. I don't know if this is actually reservation proper or just land that they have. But there, again, the the Native Americans have a lot of gas stations up there, like sort of like Dunkin' Donuts in Rhode Island. You almost can't swing a dead cat without hitting a gas station. Well, they don't pay tax. In the, well, that, yeah, I know. You know so it's, it makes yeah, sense. We got, yeah, 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 it's good to buy gas there. It's yeah. about 34 cents cheaper than anywhere else, which yeah. is sweet. So we tanked up before we left Salamanca that day. Um, so the place is called Wildwood Sanitarium. Not confused with Wildwood, New Jersey, or Wildwood something something Holistic Health, which is down in Georgia, um, in other Wildwood things. Is this this is a old sanitarium? So we went and checked this place out, and uh, it's it, this woman. This woman they found out was being condemned, was being taken down. Uh, kind of went on a one woman crusade to try to try to buy it and save it, and uh, that's what she did. She put. Every penny she had into buying this place, so that they wouldn't make another gas station out of it, and uh, she's spent the rest of the time trying to get it fixed up and taken care of, and roof patched and this, that, and everything else. So it's supposed to be very haunted. Well, it's supposed to be haunted with the spirits in there. There's a it's supposed to be a spirit of a little boy who likes to play and throw toys around and do this that. So we went up. So this is the first part. This is where the Paris Safari starts. At the sanitarium. We went up there. Uh, the night before, we got there at noon and met with uh, some other people that were going to be. This was kind of a package deal for the weekend, and we were going to be uh, paranormal, paranormal with uh, Dan Class and Brian Kano and uh, Chris Sutton. Uh, these three guys are probably the I won't say the newbies. In the black, but they are the the fresher faces in the paranormal world when it comes to like television and travel channel, history channel, uh, doing the paracon circuits and things like that. These are the new people. So uh, we get to spend some time hanging out and watching them and having them best give us. Uh, so the center was interesting. It was uh, Alani got some nothing, nothing. Nasty, nothing evil, nothing seemed to be... I don't think it was one of these sanitariums where they tortured the 
patience and things like that. I think I didn't get that impression from the, the impressions the line was getting. Uh, some shenanigans probably were going on after it became housing, housing and apartments. Uh, Alani picked up uh, a gentleman that was probably killed in the basement. Uh, don't know if he was an actual resident or visiting. I got the impression he was visiting, and it sounds like someone else there killed him. So I don't know if they were it was just convenient to use that basement for this or whatever it was. Uh, but don't know. But we're doing the investigation, and again, I'm one of the ones that you gotta you gotta show me to. Get me to buy into it. So we're downstairs, we're doing whatever our session was. And uh, they had set up a wireless Bluetooth speaker so we could hear better the app they were using to, to uh, try to pick up EVPs. And uh, at least twice, we actually witnessed the speaker moving. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like vibration because it was like a big deep bass. Mm -hmm. It, it almost like a little hop. Hmm. And the first one I didn't see, but Dan and Alani saw. And then the second one I was looking right at it, and it just scooted like a half, oh, shit. A half step over. So I'm like a retard. Uh, I probably should have been there in the sanitarium. They probably should have left a shock there for me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, fuck. And it was... It was in between sounds. So right. it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like it was vibrating from a noise or from it doing its thing or its little speaker, you know, speaking and making noise. So that was kind of cool. And uh, the basement's cool because the basement's what they call the bathhouse. And this is where they did a lot of their hydrotherapy, they called it. Oh, that's a little bit about this. No, not, not, <laughs> no, it's not the Greek bathhouse. It's just the bathhouse. Sorry, Will. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyways, so they do what they 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 were experimenting with back in the turn of the twentieth century, which is the nineteen hundreds. Anyways, get those two things. Um, they're doing a lot what they call hydrotherapy. They would do a lot with uh, cold immersion, and they had this other thing that seemed a little little medieval, but they had a tank, big round tank. And they would run, sorry to God, they would run electric current through the water. I'm thinking not real high voltage or amperage. I guess it's amperage that kills. I guess voltage just hurts. Amperage yeah. kills. Yeah. So it wasn't high on either scale, right. but they ran electricity through the water awesome. while the person was in there to try to help them. So I'm gonna assume this that right, was. This right down my I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this was before the TB TB business, but it may not have been. So um, you could see on the floor the uh, <clears throat> the spot where the tub there was a big perfect circle where this tub had been, and it's right next to this humongous humongous circuit box that's empty now. Right. That's empty now. Right. But, but it had to hold some crazy circuit breakers well, in its day. Okay. I'm not going to change the subject. I'm going to add something to this. Okay. Just so you're aware, even today, uh, over at the hospital in Binghamton, there, what's the one called? General? General, yeah. General Hospital, they have a ward uh, that's for. Fifth ward. Um, you know what you're talking about? Yeah. Where they electrical shock people. They still do that shit. Memorial Not water anymore. They just hook it up your head no, and shock Memorial Fire. Memorial Fire. Yeah, 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 I used to run security at General. Okay, so you know what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. 
So I know someone who has clients. Like they don't let us watch, that, uh, but yeah, I, 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 know, I know someone gets to watch. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't let security yeah, do that. Yeah. I would have like asked. Yeah. But, I so, but they they uh, still <laughs> play around. That was back in the nineties. That was back in the nineties when I ran security over there. Oh, it's still going on today. So oh, I'm yeah. sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure it is. But anyway, go back to your. Story. So, anyways, <laughs> um, so, so. We had our devices going. We have we have our things we like to use. I know people him and haw about this or that, and everyone has their preferences. So one of the ones I like to use generates words, and uh, it's not limited to oh, no. hundred word you're dictionary. Not, you're not talking about this freaking voice box thing. Right? Well, part of that. But is, this, did you get this from Steve? No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. No, this is the M two. This, this this basically. It, it 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 is the theory is that it takes EVPs and converts the energy into a word versus just having to listen on the tape for it later. Right. Well, whatever. So one of the words we got was Willard, which I thought was funny because actually we we've, we've done some investigating at the the Willard facility in Ovid, New York. Um, half the facility is actually a modern-day uh, correctional facility for alcohol and drug abuse criminals. And the other part of the property are old buildings that used to be an asylum and a sanitarium for the same issues way back in the day. Um, outside of the, the state hospital here in Binghamton, this was the next biggest alcohol asylum treatment center in the, in the state. So I thought Willard was interesting, but it could have been a name. It didn't know. So we were listening to something. There was a side room off the basement that was like a little workshop thing here, like you got, like where your trains and stuff are. And uh, people had said, that, oh, yeah, it doesn't, you know, whatever's down here doesn't like people going in there. Doesn't like, you can always, you can feel like you're being touched or watched and you know, things like that. And uh, one of the words that came up, and they were actually using <clears throat> a voice box. That's what the speaker was, to to try to get responses and hear things. So there was a clear challenge to going that room. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck it, fuck you, <laughs> Mr. Ghost. I don't care. So I got up, took my stuff, went in the room, and it was it was kind of freaky because the minute I walked in the room, I walked in the room and turned to the left. And there was just some Two by fours, eight by fours, whatever, eight by twos. A lot of wood, a lot of scrap wood um, that they were using to, to help do some remodeling. And my 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 app said, turn around. It actually gave two words at the same time. Hmm. Turn around. That is a rarity with the app I use. It usually just generates one word at a time. So I'm like, okay. So I turned around, and as soon as I did, it said yellow. I'm looking around, and on the floor in this pile of shit <clears throat> is a yellow cord. So, you know, do you want me to, you know, do you want me to look where the cord is and this that? So I go over and start moving the cord and some of the stuff around. And there's a there's like a composition notebook. And it's like you know the one you see with the back to school sales in mm -hmm. September. And that's what it looked like. I said, well, this can't be very can't be very old. This can't be. You know, in the 50s or 60s. So I went down and picked it up, and it's 
someone's personal journal from their time at the Willard Treatment Center. Wow. Opioid Treatment Center, OTC. Hmm. I'm like, well, that's fucked up because I got Willard earlier on my thing. That's weird. Um, dump it up and that's exactly what it was. It was someone's journal. You know, I didn't recognize the name on the front. I, I went back through and looked. I didn't hear the name said that was on there. It just seemed odd that someone, something, that these series of events would check to look at this thing. And now this thing's also telling me a name that it gave me earlier. It was very bizarre. Hmm. Between that and the the speaker jumping around, I thought it was a very interesting yeah, session. So I haven't yet to listen to the rest of the audio, but I thought it was a very interesting session. So that was our time spent at the sanitary. And then we broke and we went, we went for uh, a late lunch when the town's over. And then uh, from there we went to uh, the Hinsdale House. I think we've talked about the Hinsdale yeah. House before. Now, Dan Class, who was with us, owns the Hinsdale House. He owns the Hinsdale House. He owns Tenor. Yes, he was at yeah. the, he was at the uh, Paracon. Paracon yeah, yeah. Um, owns 10 or 12 acres of land around it and things like that. Dan's a great guy, and he's also one of these new new kids on the block when it comes to the paranormal world and TV and things like that. Um, his story is very similar to the woman in the sanitarium. Dan had never heard of the Hinsdale House and was talking to a buddy and said, oh, yeah, there's this place that's really funny, so you're going to check it out, blah, 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 that. And then, uh, you know, Dan went and checked it out, and there was definitely activity going on. He thought it was very cool. And then he comes to find out that they're going to, Sell it. Tear it down. So again, goes, talks to his wife, convinces her to put every penny they have available into uh, buying the place for back taxes or whatever it was and to stop them from tearing it down. I think he got declared a historic vault site or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's been working on getting it fixed up ever since. And this, uh, the Hinsdale uh, House Restoration Project is a uh, very popular. It's, it's, it's been investigated by multiple personalities, not just Dan. Other big groups have gone in and checked it out. And it's an interesting place. Um, it's big claim to fame, which up until Dan rescued it and really started to push it, um, in the 70s, the house had a lot of activity, and the family that was there was just scared out of their minds. They actually convinced the Catholic Church to send in a priest to try to excise the house. Not a person in the house, but the freaking house in the property. <laughs> um, did not, did not take. Did not take. Uh, and when the priest knew it didn't take, uh, he just recommended they get the, get the flip out, cut their losses, be gone. <laughs> So when you look at the history of the house, it used to be an old stagecoach stop in the area, uh, whatever they're called. People would stay there, you know, between coaches or whatever the case is. And the stories go, and again, this much like the sanitarium, there isn't any history on these things. These places are like pulling teeth. Um, story goes that two brothers owned it, and at some point. They just said it was more lucrative to kill people and keep their shit. And 
to, than to run, you know, the boarding house for the stagecoach right. and on every on every every expedition. So uh, there's a lot of activity. There's a big pond. There's a big uh, pond next to the property. Uh, big set of woods up behind it. Uh, a lot of Native American activity, uh, as far as that goes. You can, if things aren't getting creepy in the house, they're getting creepy outside. You hear, you can hear drums and chanting, and so they say. We didn't hear any of this, but that's what they said. So Lonnie had been up there once before to investigate. We were up there with Steve. We were up there with Steve and uh, Will and uh, a couple other people. Uh, whatever. So we were up there, and uh, not a lot of. We were very disappointed. We uh, we there was a little little ruckus about three a.m. in the morning upstairs, but other than that, not a lot of activity, not a lot of things. So this was kind of like, yeah, we'll go back up. We might, you know, we don't mind supporting Dan and the thing. It'd be fun to go up and hang out with these people and see what they do and see what they find out. So. <clears throat> This was not the same kind of trip. So we started, we split open groups, and the first group we were with, we were outside with the first group, and the second group was in the, in the house. And uh, we went down the pond, and we were down at the pond with uh, Brian and, and Chris uh, Sutton. And, now, Chris Sutton is, his background is very uh, Native American shamanic type background, like Native medicine man type background. And uh, so he was connecting with something down by the pond and something else was going on and didn't like Dan and, you know, we were trying to get a feel for it, but Lonnie wasn't come up with a whole lot. Was, could be, but there's other things going on down here too that no one's talking about. So we did our pond thing. We went up back up by the bank. We had a big bonfire going up by the house and then it was time to switch. So we went inside and, uh, Went inside and we got, you know, set up the door next thing. And so we were going to, we all met in the living room. All hanging out. I set up a camera. Somebody was watching the fire, right? Yeah, the okay. second group. second group that was inside is outside now. Okay. So they were watching the fire. They were doing their thing outside. They were so the fire was never left on tennis? No. Yeah. What do you think we got? Maniacs? No, make sure. What do you think we got? Maniacs? Yeah. Maniacs? Yeah. <laughs> Smoky bear. So, uh. Well, you know, these people, these <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> so, uh, we're in the living room, and Dan had his uh, Geoport, which is a, a voice box, and you call it. And uh, I've seen really good results with this thing. We were at. I'm only my eyes, everyone. Whatever, Jeff. I just. It's a random we, word generator. Come on. That's all that shit is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of those. <laughs> we won't talk about the monkey suits in the woods roaming around. But anyways, all of us have our crosses to bear, so to speak. So uh, we're listening to that. And like I said, Dan said it's at other locations we've been at with him. And we were down at the park view. And we got, I thought we got some impressive results out of the park view. Anyways, so anyways. That place is hard. I could oh, that, that place is hard. I, I mean, I, the first time Freaky I went in there. Yeah, the first time I went in there. That's a whole other way to I said at a bar. I literally, was with a girl. Yeah. And I was sitting at the bar and I said, this place is haunted, isn't it? And the bartender goes, yep. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it's done since they did the renovation. picked right up on it. But um, that's a whole other radio show. But, yeah. Um, So, again, we're in 
And unlike Alani and I, well, mostly Alani, they like working in the dark. So we're in the living room. All the lights, working in the all room. The, yeah, okay. all the lights are out. So there's a little ambient light out from the kitchen, and then there's Dan's got some lights and whistles on his contraption, and uh, so there's a little ambient light for that. Sorry. Yeah, I know. And uh, we're, in, but we're in for the most part. We're in the dark. Right. right, right. <clears throat> so things are going on. We're about ten minutes into the, about ten minutes into the session. And Alani's like, there's something in that corner behind you. We're in the dark. And I, I get, Alani sees, it's hard to explain. Alani sees things in her mind's eye, but it kind of like projects to where it's supposed to be. Like, so she would be like, seeing a ghost, I guess. I mean, that's what it, that's, right. you know what I'm saying? But in pitch black, she can see that it's this color, that color, or what it's, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's, I don't know. But anyways, so she could see there was something in the corner. She goes, this thing is from ceiling to floor, tall. It's grayish purple, like like bad meat. You know, like when like hamburger or mm-hmm. beef gets bad. Or, oh, you know, Walmart tries to yep. spruce it up because it looks <laughs> so bad. And when it's past its expiration date. I don't know they actually do that. I'm just saying, if you've ever been in a Walmart. Or anywhere, do they. Or do they. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it's got that grayish purple. We're asking questions here, folks. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, so when I see this, it says him to Dan. Dan goes, "Where is she?" Goes, it's in that corner. No one has. No one turns on lights. It's Alani looking in the dark. We're looking around in the dark at the corner. We can't see shit. Only Alani sees this thing, and uh, you know. So Dan starts trying to conversate with it, and. Uh, like, is, is, this thing's nasty. This thing's just nasty. She goes, all right, it's moved. Now it's it's sunk halfway into the floor. So it's like from the stomach up, it's still sticking out on the floor. She goes, now, now it's just spinning. Just Linda Blair, <laughs> exorcist spinning. She goes, it's spinning really fast. And every now and then it throws an arm out to try to touch someone. <laughs> She goes, it's been so fast to make me nauseous. Hmm. So Dan's like, oh, I've got the, you know, Dan had a Archangel Michael medallion that was blessed and whatever. And um, I'm going to go over and give it to him. So it looks that, right? So Dan's over there near this thing now. So it's up out of the floor and it's kind of backed into a corner. And it moved from where it was to, to this other corner. When I'm like, Dan, it's behind you now. You just... It's moved behind. It's moved itself behind you. You need to just be aware that you don't want to get too close to this thing. I'm really getting a bad feeling. That this thing is just nasty. She goes, and so Elias seen this thing. And this thing's it's pulled up its its leg. Like if it, if you were to tuck your knees, mm-hmm. so it's shorter now than it was, but it's still this big thing. So I'm thinking this is just fucking. This is just crazy. This is great. And Lonnie is seeing this thing, this thing, and Lonnie's like, she's like staying behind me. I can, I can tell by where she is that she's like looking over my shoulder at this thing. And uh, she uh, says, all right, she goes, something else is coming. And she goes, brilliant white light just came through the doorway into the living room. 
and she goes, I think this is someone that's here to help us with this thing. And uh, I can't remember if Lonnie got a name or not. Um, but she goes, it's just, it's just filling the room with light. She goes, it wants us to turn on as much light on this thing as we can. So we, at that point, we put on the lights, we had flashlights, we were, so we tried to illuminate the room as much as possible. We had family, they had flashlights, we were aiming in that corner, things like that. And she goes, all right, she goes, so the beam of light and this thing are like right in proximity to each other. And they're still telling Dan, you know, don't let it touch it, don't let it do this. And uh, she goes, she's, she's holding it at bay, but she goes, just she can't seem to push it out of the room. Can't seem to finish it off. And uh, so I was looking at a lot. And I, it, it was too funny because I, I was thinking about a conversation we'd had back at the start of the year when we were at someplace else. And uh, someone made the comment like that. Luckily, they had holy water available to use. And Lonnie made the comment to me, and she goes, I'm like, it's not a big deal. You just, you know, she goes, I would just make my own and yeah, take care of it. Well, no shit. Lonnie stood up, stepped out. I don't know, is that Heather's vibrator or something down here? <laughs> Heather, Heather, Shh, leaves. where's it coming from? It's your phone. Oh. <laughs> it's my phone. <laughs> yeah, it's not Heather's vibrator, that's my phone. Yeah, I'm sure it's the one I want to talk to. Anyways, um, grabs a bottle of water off the coffee table, picks it up, and this is, again, this is all one kind of almost fluid motion. Picks it up, puts it up to her mouth, blows some kind of blessing into it, blessed be, or whatever the case is, whatever she felt she needed to do to make this holy water, and then just goes up and whacks this thing with two big douses from this bottle of water. Talk, hmm. talk. Push it out. No shit. Um, within moments of doing that, Lion's like, all right, she goes, I'm smelling roses, I'm smelling lavender, lilacs. I think we got it pushed out. It's outside now. It was just crazy. Mother I, I don't, and again, to talk about it is, it's, if I had seen this on television, I'd be the first one saying no calm. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> but you were a part of it. I was a part of it, and my wife was a part of it, and Alani does not subscribe to these kind of dramatics. No, no, um, that's what I say. I believe the line. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's you it. Know, that's so. it. And uh, I've seen their power. In, but th- but this wasn't like her to just jump up and take action. Right. Like she, she knew this was an ugly, nasty thing. She was hiding behind me the whole time for the most part, keeping me between it and her. And then all of a sudden, she just says, "Screw it." And Does her thing. Like she didn't like stand behind me and throw the water at. Right. She's like. Went like right up to it where it was or where she said it was, and just super soaked that fucker. She's a spiritual warrior. <laughs> super soaked it. She's super soaked that thing. So I was just blown away. This was just hmm. crazy. Right down my alley. Crazy. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. Hmm. And what's funny is I go back and look at the video. Too funny. And I got thinking. 
Maybe, maybe I'm making too much of it. Right. Maybe I'm just. I don't think it's because of lines my wife, but it was. I was in the middle. This is this is crazy. Right. And uh, as I look at as I keep rewind, I, I look back at the video. There were three other people in the four other people in the room. The other three of them were kind of kind of intense on it, but I don't think they were getting the full effect of it. The fourth person was sitting over by the door. It was big. Good energy came through to help us. And she just sitting there drinking a soda. On <laughs> <laughs> the video, and the camera's got a good shutter. You know, she cracks the soda open, does this whole thing, drinks the soda a little bit. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> After all that? After all that? So, uh, <clears throat> it was funny. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, I was freaked out. Not freaked out, like screaming, running around. It's just like that just happened because <laughs> that was really that was wild. Like if I could, I wish, I wish I had my three D glasses on or whatever, whatever it took <laughs> to see that. You know, because um, it was because it was crazy. Cause nothing was because nothing was happening. Because Dan was Dan was trying to get it and this energy. Thing. I was at a point that I was going to I was going to go up and go over and you know because obviously Dan was it wanted it wanted to touch Dan it was looking at right because it didn't like Dan and it had some things to say about him and you know before all this went crazy but I'm like I not that I don't believe but I'm not on the same level as Alani and Dan because I don't think it could I don't think it could hurt me no I disagree. I don't think it, it, it might, it might not, I don't think it could mortally hurt me. So, so, bad mojo. So, well, we'll get to the bad mojo in a minute because there's bad mojo that happens later on in the story. So, we get it gone, we get it outside the house. No, not yet. Relax. You can drink it. Um, so we wrap up, wrap up everything. We weren't going to be there at 11 o'clock, wrap things up. You know, do our little can't follow us home, can't do this, can't do that type thing. Don't let them know they have to stay. So it's about a half hour drive back to the hotel. We were just over the border in Bradford, PA. And the whole time I'm driving, I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. I was like all pumped up now. I was like, yeah. oh, like I'm going to download this video. I look at it. I'm all pumped. And uh, like, I think like, yeah. I want to kick this thing's ass, man. <laughs> she jumped in, kicked this thing's ass, sent it outside. So, uh, some of the things that were said, because um, we were talking about, we we were talking about the, the fact that the house was exercised and didn't work. And some of the words I got were failed. And uh, Alani had the impression, and I had the impression too, that this thing was this original energy from seven, the 70s that they couldn't exercise from the house and the property. Hmm. And I think, I'm hoping to get some more stuff and I start listening for EVPs and stuff to kind of lead us down that road. But I, I really think that's what we were dealing with because this, well, this was nasty and old and had been around for a long, long time. I think if you get anything EVP-wise, you should definitely on the next show play it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Here, I think it would be yeah. fabulous. I mean, um, I'd like to copyright everything, but, you know, no. <laughs> huh? I'm just kidding. Oh, whatever. Right, right, oh. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we get back to the hotel. 
back in the park, get out of the, get out of the region of Sorrento there. And uh, I have very little recollection of the next few seconds. I am fairly certain that both feet were on the ground. I don't think I had one foot on the ground, one foot still on the truck. But I'm pretty sure both feet were still on the ground. And (laughs) I the next thing I know, I had no, I had no sense of my legs. Hmm. I know, I, I I could tell I was losing my footing. I couldn't tell you why I was losing my footing. But I was losing, you know, when it wasn't sex. No, no, I, no oh. I've been there and it sucks. Oh, I thought you said sex. Yeah, I'm like, no, it wasn't sex. a boxing sex. ring. I, it sucks. I was hit so many times, I well, really couldn't feel my legs anymore. The ropes were holding me up. It's well, a terrible Well, I had feeling. no ropes to hold yeah. me up. And <laughs> I had no sense of my legs, and I just went down like a giant sack of shit, let me tell you. And I had a drink. I had ice juice in one hand, and I had my... The tape recorder or something else and the other that was, and just down. Got a big mosh truck parked next to us. Oh god. My head's up against its tire. Body <laughs> comes over. She's just freaking out. Now, good good to fighting a demon in the house, but God forbid I fall on the ground. She's freaking out now. She's like ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and you know, it's it's probably midnight ish. People you know, drunk. no one, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what they were thinking. So, no one's coming out. Yeah. I'm like, no, no one's gonna come out. Like, drunk bastard, <laughs> he's like, man, it's called ambulance. No, it's no, it's just, just let me lie here for a second and assess. I remember those what's numbers. going on because <laughs> I hurt, I fell on my hip, and I knew I hurt, I didn't damage my hip, but it hurt, right? And all I wanted to do is just shut the fuck up, yeah, let me lay here for a second. Yeah. Let everything not hurt so much. Yeah, and then we can. Talk. And then we can figure out how I'm gonna get up off the ground. Because <laughs> my flexibility sucks. Mobility is even. Jeff, just been there. Just been there when yeah. I've gone down like a sack of yeah. shit in the woods, yeah. and it's not a pretty picture to watch me trying to get up off the ground. <laughs> so, uh, usually when these things happen to me, I start laughing, and it's I guess it's a defense mechanism because it beats the hell out of crying. Because right. I don't. I'd rather look like I'm insane than a giant pussy from crying when I fell down. So I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing. I'm like, just let me compose myself. I'm laughing. So I get up. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt that bad. But it was just a weird, weird feeling. I, I don't think this thing followed us and pushed me. But I can't even relate it to anything, any experience I've ever had in the past. Like I've I've tripped. I've fallen. When I was out with you, it was a it was a root on the ground because we were near a tree, and I tripped. I know I tripped over that. You know, this was again, like I said, there the 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 few seconds it took. I have no real recollection other than I was off balance. I didn't couldn't didn't couldn't feel my legs, and I was going down. There's just no other way about it. So it was weird. Or not, we great weekend. It was. It was. I, I, I guess I'm making too much of it, but no, it that's was a great. it was a that's freaky great. experience. I'm glad you had a freaky experience. Freaky experience. You need those. I do need those. Do we need to do a drink before we start your story? Yeah. Okay. My story is really not good compared to yours. Now, yeah. Oh.
I'm still hoping for my mind to be blown. Great ghost story, demon fighting, demon son fighting. bitch. That's right down my alley. That's the kind of shit I want to do. You know that. Okay, I'll get through someday. Holy <laughs> <laughs> water out of whatever it was. It I was. actually, you know, I actually have the actual, you know, Catholic way of doing it. That's what you're supposed to not do. The, not, not the Wiccan witch way of doing no, it? No, no. That's all right. Everyone's got their own thing. It's all good. It all works. We're taking pictures trying to have folks. I'm having dead air to see. No, it's all good. All right. Nice. It's shot time. All right, shot time. Here is the swimming with... Rock. In the rock stream. Oh, sorry, yes, rock stream. Bowling and brandy. Oh wow! I actually yeah. like this. Gonna evaporate in my nose a little bit. What's up, Ed? What's up, Ed? It's made right there. They make wine. They make beer. And they make uh, stuff brandy. That's shit, dude. Mm-hmm. The big bottle's like 68 bucks, so I got the little bottle. Little bottle. <laughs> little bottle. Little bottle. I can't afford little bottle. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not good. All right, so um, where should I start? A couple different things. Okay. Different subjects. First thing is, um, I mentioned some while back that, you know, uh, I would find someone to run against Donald Lopardo. Oh, okay. Um, she's got to go. Especially at the illegal license for immigrants and shit like that. It's time, time for to go, Donna. You are uh, a career politician for at least 12 years now. It's time for you to retire. I'm forced to anyway. So, um... Heather? No, I actually have a friend. Uh, I'm not going to name him yet. Uh, he is um, the one person in my life that I've met for all my years in travels that has the Bill Clinton uh, ability with people. He is magic. People love to be around him. Whenever we used to party or plan uh, the night out, everyone was like, well, what's such and such doing? Wherever such and such was going, that's where the whole, everybody mm-hmm. went. He just, want, he has this gift. Okay. Um, he is uh, more of a, he's an independent kind of guy, but he definitely leans Republican. He votes for Trump, but that way. Um, and it doesn't matter because, you know, there's more independents than there are Republicans or Democrats. Right. Um, so, you know, my goal was to find someone, A, that I knew people would be attracted to quickly, uh, because of their uh, charisma, because uh, that's you need, um, and they can gain the Republican vote, but the most important thing is to get the independent vote. Uh, once you hit the 60% mark on that, goodbye, Donna, you know, so, uh, early stages of, uh, 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 talking and communication about this with him, uh, I would be the campaign manager, obviously. Um, I would coach him on the issues. Uh, he's not a, you know, he knows his stuff. He's extremely brilliant, but he doesn't pay attention like I do. Right. You know, so I would, you know, help him in that uh, particular area. Uh, but yeah, so uh, All right, it well. uh, may have begun. Nice. Donna. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this will be so. fun. Yeah, that's lots of fun. Yeah. So that's one thing that's going on. So I got to iron the fire on that. Um, you know, I can't run against her because of my trucker past. You know, oh, yeah. There's well, videos yeah. of me 
that, um, well, <laughs> well, we'll just say it wouldn't go very well. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Um, I, we'll I, at one time, I had a, a very exciting life. We'll leave it at that. Anyway, uh, moving on. The second thing is, I rented in August for a week, I rented a, a lodge, the entire lodge, in a town called Germania, which is in Pennsylvania. Germania? Yeah. I think I've heard of this place. It's in Potter County, Pennsylvania, okay. which is where we go forward. That right. county is where we go. A lot of the roads, almost all of them, are open up to ATVs, along with farmer's lands and shit like that, so there's hundreds of miles of trails. And you actually, you can go from Potter County all the way up to New York State border, put it oh. that way. There's so many roads that are open to ATVs. Um, what I did not know and was after I rented this uh, cottage, um, I found out that, uh, well, it should have been a giveaway going in numerous times in the Potter County that the radio station, which is a country station, mm-hmm. is called Bigfoot. Bigfoot Country. That should have told me something. You know yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, being the guy that I am, yeah, yeah, watch you should have been like a sign. Hey, does this be like you a Bigfoot think? hot spot? You would think. It's your shit. So I found not... all these reports. That's focused. I get it. You know? <laughs> All these reports of Sasquatch sightings and some of them like like big deal ones. Like there was one in 1994 that was huge. It was seven snowmobilers, five guys and two women, uh, and stopped to take a break on the snowmobiles to just get back on the machines. It was in February. It was evening hour, 6 o'clock, so it was dark. Uh, but they saw two, not one, but two Sasquatches. One was 8 foot tall and one was 7 foot tall. Uh, two of the uh, snowmobilers were very curious, so they got within 75 feet of these things. And uh, one they said was between five to six hundred pounds. Everyone was four to five hundred pounds. Female had breast. If it was, the snow was very deep, this is a you know mm-hmm. an area gets a lot of snow, obviously. And the female apparently fell in the snow and made like a howling noise. And the male came back and picked her up, you know, and helped her, uh, which I found fascinating kind of uh, play. But they walked them two feet. Uh, the tracks measured uh, uh, fifteen and a half inches, um, and it was witnessed by seven. People. People. Yeah. Um, it was a fascinating sight. But, and then there was uh, other sightings all through the area. Um, in fact, I made, like, where I rendered this lodge is like a triangle. It's like the Bermuda Triangle, and I'm in backstab in the middle of, of Sasquatch country. Nice. And it's like 18 miles from where I normally ride, you know? So, and really, I can connect to where I ride mm-hmm. from here. Um, so, not knowing this, I now have a great spot that I go forwarding on. And I can do Sasquatch investigations. Nice. In fact, on 4th of July, we were there, and we met up with these people. I'd never met them before, and I kind of followed them. And they had bought a property there. They'd been there for 18 years. This guy and his family took us, what well, had to be about 40 miles one way, you know, to trails and roads and dirt roads and through gated areas with security guards. I mean... Mining companies went through their property, waved, and the guards waved aside. It was crazy shit. <laughs> we literally were on top of a mountain, mm-hmm. like in a cliff, like was like this. Right. Like the cliff I take pictures of where we go and yeah. we pay. Straight Nothing drop. compared to this. Right. This was like that. Straight drop. Got it. Straight drop. And just amazing views. And like, oh, we came from, and just, it was still beautiful. I can't even put it in words. I, I do have pictures. You just can't. Put it, no, I'm gonna put them on our. How do I get it on our webpage? I'll give them. I'll send these. Send the post. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, gorgeous, gorgeous area. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome time. All right. So where am I going with all this? 
Right. So I'll be doing a Bigfoot investigation in August, so everyone's aware. Nice. I have a week of the 10th through 17th. Nice. Uh, for at least one day, I will make sure that I dedicate to a Sasquatch. I would like to borrow from you a good digital recorder, Excellent. audio recorder, if I may. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, just so I have something good to use, because, you know, mine's the old tape. Yeah, yeah. Six balls. Yeah. So, um, so we got that in the iron. Um, now, what's going to blow your mind? Okay, this is what I'm waiting for. This is, this is, this, it blew my mind. This blew my mind. It blew my mind. All right, so where can we go close looking for Sasquatch? Where, where, where can we go close within five miles? Where can we go? Where, within five miles. Within five within miles. Within five miles. Within five miles where there's been Sasquatch sightings. 1975 and 1976, actually recorded in the press of some bulletin of all places. Within five miles. Within five miles. In I fact, have no idea. the golf course, Ely Park, how close is that to your house? Oh my God, that's that's within a half mile. Yep, so within a half mile of your house, there's two Sasquatch sightings in 1975 and 1976. I ain't making this up. It was recorded in the press of some bulletin. I found this information out and it blew my fucking mind. So, of course, being me, so well, let me get to the story. Let me How long ago was this? 1975 to 1976. Uh, there's been a lot of development up there. Well, yeah. I know that. I'm just saying. So let, let me go back to 1975. Okay. So this girl and her friend, uh, 12 years old, and her friend was 12 years, I guess. Uh, anyway, we're in a field playing next to the golf course over where the, the clubhouse is. There's a field off over. They were playing in that field, and a creature came out of the woods and chased him across the field. They ran all the way home. Just like a little piggy. 1976, uh, this girl, 13 now, is by herself. And there's trails through there, or was mm-hmm. at the time, and she was walking up a trail, and she saw the creature walking on trails backwards towards her, and she took off the other way back home. True story, not making any of this up. Okay. I have the names of the people. Oh, that's that's um, I just found it fascinating. Now, so I did, when I put the Google map up, I looked at you know, the layout, and there's power lines that run through there. Now, why is power lines important? Because there is a theory out there that these things follow power lines to uh, migrate or move around or whatever to move from area, which makes perfect sense. So whenever I go forwarding on a power line, I don't look down at the ground in front of me, I look off to the sides. Right. Um, these these creatures ask, watch, I don't know how familiar you are with how they operate. They do not normally walk out in the open on a trail. No. I did find that a little weird about normal science they walk on a trail. Normally they don't do that. They walk off to the side of a trail, so they'll be right on the edge of the woods, you know, where it's open for a human to walk or an animal, but they'll walk mm-hmm. off to the side. Uh, it's camouflage for I guess, or whatever right. the reason may be. Uh, but anyway, the power line thing, that's, you know, what apparently he goes to move. I just, I just thought it was, that blew my mind. I just that's crazy. Yours, no, that's that's crazy. right where your house is. I mean, it's like, no, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So, was the golf course there at that time? Yes, because they mentioned it was the field over from the clubhouse, which would be the golf course. Okay. But uh, that, I just found that absolutely blew my mind. Because you know? the only thing I've seen up there. This is when we were golfing. I can't remember if it was the what hole it was, but uh, looked off off in the distance. And it was near near where the road cuts through on that one side of the golf course, and we saw two cows. Hmm. Fucking all right, going at it, <laughs> going at it. <laughs> I'm having this. 
<laughs> that bull was up on that cow and driving it home. Driving it home, no problem. And you don't see it every day. Yeah. No, probably don't want to see it every day. Well, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. You don't so see it very often on the golf course. So you're in animal sex. We know something well, about you. you know. <laughs> Just like to watch. <laughs> like to watch animal <laughs> sex, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is, that is, that is freaky deaky. Yeah. I would think that with all the development, they've probably moved Oh, yeah. On. Yeah, they've moved on. I would imagine. Um, but, again, there are sightings all over the place that are heavily populated. Anything is possible. I reckon at this point, these things uh, they are not stupid or well, intelligent. Well, it's not the best thing right now. So. No. They were smart. They probably got out. Yeah. So I'm sure that elite part went up in that area. There is a series on YouTube you should watch. Yes. And when I remember the name of it, I'll tell you. Okay. I started watching it this morning. Uh, it's a newer series. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to have to sell it to read. It's something to do with Bigfoot. But okay. it's it, like it's good. It's actually pretty informative. You know, it, I mean, I know most of the stuff that's in there already, but it's just like to have a refresher course. Yeah. You know? Um, but, you know, at one time there was these... You know, there was four main guys at one time that mm -hmm. investigated Bigfoots. This is like in the 1950s, 60s, and early 70s. All right. Right? They were called the Four Horsemen of the Sasquatch community. All right? uh, John Green was one of them. He's dead. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, He wrote a ton of books. He's a very scientific thinking type of guy. Books are excellent. His research is excellent. In fact, the Bigfoot sightings uh, over your area came from John Green's files. Uh, okay. But they were also published in the Preston Bulletin back in 75, 74, 75, 76, sorry. But anyway, uh, so John Green was a uh, very talented, uh, he was one of the first guys on Bluff Creek, you know, that saw the footprints, he made cast them, you, you see pictures of a guy that's leaning next to, that's John Green. He's Canadian, by the way. Um, and then there's uh, Grover Krantz, he's also dead now, he's actually a PhD professor of history, or anthropology, mm -hmm. anthropology. Uh, you'll see him in different, you know, documentaries over the years. Uh, uh, very, you know, bearded guy with glasses, very intelligent speaking, obviously, with a PhD and, you know, anthropology, that's how he's talking about. Um, but he was never a guy out in the field. He was more of a desk investigator. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. You know? Um, so him and John Green, you can really get along because of that. Um, and it was two other gentlemen. Uh, one's dead. <laughs> the other one... Uh, he's a British guy. Uh, he got a British accent. He's actually was world famous for hunting exotic animals and killing them. He's been bankrolled by millionaires yeah. over the years, uh, over all kinds of expeditions. One of them being Sasquatch. Uh, he's still around. He's the last one of the four uh, still, so he gets the right history, I guess. But uh, it's just fascinating information to get, like how these guys who spent all their free time, literally all their free time, a lot of them never married. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have any kids. They just that was at Sasquatch, you know, and to see the methods they used, or what their theories were on these things, it's just really fascinating to watch. Uh, you can pick up a lot from that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know. I, I hear you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bigfoot sightings. Um, so, I mentioned the one about the snowmobilers in Germania. Right. Um, and in Potter County. <clears throat> Another one... Um, uh, two campers uh, were, this is probably within five months, three miles from where I'm staying, um, camped out in a place called Paul's, was it Paul's? Hollow, Paul's Hollow. 
and uh, anyway, a creature was in the woods around the campsite for about four hours, stalking them, you know, throwing rocks, pieces of wood at their fire, and that kind of thing. And I kept building the fire bigger, and that kind of thing, scared the thing off. Uh, again, dual reports, two witnesses. Uh, another one, um, and this this is freaky because I've actually been down this road before on my four wheeler at night in this county. <laughs> In Potter County, down this road, door to the end, right where they said they saw it, uh, this guy was driving his truck home, uh, slowed down, and a you know eight and a half foot tall creature was in the middle of the road and looked at him, stopped for me, slammed on his brakes. And you can see it; in his, he had his high beams. I can see it clearly. And then it went over the embankment, one step across the road, one step across the road, down the embankment, and gone. Um, and literally, I was on that road by myself at like 11.30 at night on my four-wheeler. You look, you look back now, and I'm like, oh my, it was a dirt road. I was like, yeah. like Gee, oh my God! You know, it's like the werewolf. You know, you're riding, you think yeah. a werewolf behind it, that kind of shit. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh my God! You know, it's just really freaky to be in an area that close. Yeah. And, 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 oh, it freaked me out it. now that I read the report. I'm like, holy shit, I was right there, literally, at night. All by myself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, there's so many reports. It, it's just ridiculous. Um, you know how many sightings there were. I found the John Green's files sightings just all over the place in New York State uh, that I never knew about. They're not on the BFR website or anything like that. Uh, there was own private, you know, you know, form and that kind of thing when he passed away. Now, some researcher got him and posted a ton of this shit. But anyway, it's just fascinating stuff to read. Uh, but Schuler County, where we were, where, uh, we were for uh, Bigfoot hunting. Uh, there was more sightings in that area, I found. Uh, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling because for every person who reports it, there's at least five, if not ten, who don't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for every person who reports something... There's five to ten people who don't. And that's probably a low number, in my opinion. And the same thing with UFOs, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, for any person reports one, there's at least ten to fifteen people who don't. In fact, we just I just saw a UFO not that far long ago, actually. It was uh, maybe it was right after our last show. I was out in the backyard having a fire. Um, Heather was out there with me, she fell asleep in the chair next to me, and I have a binoculars. And uh, I saw you know, I know what I know what satellites are. I know what planes are at night. This is one of the things I do. Yeah. Um, I I know where most of the constellations are compared to the average human. I don't need an app on my phone to tell me what star is what or what planet is what. A lot of people have that app, which I think is really cool, by the way. It is a good refresher course of myself oh, at times, right. and I think I know something. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I about that. But anyway, regardless. So I'm looking up. Uh, I guess in, in looking at the bar and be this way over my house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and this is miles, this has been miles away. And I saw a, a flash of light. And I'm like, oh, is that a plane? You know, and then a couple of seconds ago, what happens? Another flash. And in a couple of seconds, and it was about six to seven intervals. Uh, another flash, it was really bright. It wasn't a plane. You know, planes are, yeah, in a very constant rhythm, it's every yeah. two to three seconds. Um, this was seven to eight seconds, eight seconds probably to max. And but the flash was gigantic, it was light up like the sky around it. Um, and of course, I went to grab the binoculars after 35, 40 seconds of watching this thing, and I turned away, and by the time I, because they were on the table next to the right. fire, 
and grabbed it, it was gone. It really bummed me out because I really wanted to see, right. you know, up close what it was. But uh, it was what you could term as a unidentified flying object. You know, it, the flashes were huge. It was like a mini firework going off. You know, right. it was hard to imagine, explain it, and it was moving. No, you know, and it was. It wasn't like it was stationary. It was actually moving. Um, so that was a fascinating sight that I had. Um, and we had a, we had other ones um, in the backyard. They were not um, not as dramatic as that though. That was definitely something very dramatic. Um, oh, you know I I don't know if some of the sales right about this or not. So I'm, I'm I I want to claim I'm right. I kind of am. All right. Just all for the wrong reason. It really sucks. So I said there would be riots in China. Remember? And that's yeah, when the yeah. trade deal would come about. All right. There's riots in Hong Kong, which is now officially part of China. Well, yeah. Huge riots. You know, biggest thing I've ever seen in that country. Or in that city, I should say. Sorry. And uh, it was over, you know, uh, deportation back to China's mainland, you know, issues. It didn't have to do with economics, which I said had to do with economics. So... I'm going to take partial credit for this, <laughs> but the trade deal's coming. Um, they're hurting. They're hurting bad. Yeah, they are hurt. They are hurting Absolutely. really, really fucking bad. Absolutely. People don't realize how bad they're hurting, but they're, they're hurting really bad. Um, North Korea, Trump's the first president to step into the country. You know, uh, no one else has been there, or Trump, um, which is fascinating. It's a history-making thing, um, but. Is as it goes, peace is coming, but I don't think he's going to be there when it happens. I'm Trump. Um, I think they're going to assassinate him, and then the peace is going to come. I have a funny feeling they're going to knock the fucker off themselves. Logan? Yeah. Yeah, could be. I just funny feeling that this is going to happen. So anyway, so okay, remember I said that you're going to knock off. Uh, what else is going on in the world today? And before we get too far off base, yes, go And I sent this to you, and I think you replied back to me. Some, I don't know if it was German, British, I don't think it was American, basically took the footage from, what's the famous footage? Patterson. Patterson something. Giblin film. Patterson film. <laughs> and this guy went through and did the enhancements to make it like 4K quality, and it was interesting to, to watch. Like he cleaned it up the best he could, right. and you could tell that he wasn't altering it. But um, you said that to me. I thought, I, yeah, because I made the comment that it was Sasquatch so definitely looked female in this. Oh no, she has breast. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, she has breast. Yeah, yeah, well, because they always refer to it as him. Right. No, no, it's like, that's, that's not a, No, it's a definitely a female. You see the I, mean, I, I get it in today's political correctness. You might want, may not want to pigeonhole, no, I, pigeonhole Bigfoot as a he or she. But, the, the reason, I'll, but, um, I'll let you finish in one second. The reason I knew that already is I actually got to watch the original, original, non-copied, original 8mm hmm. film. Oh, really? That film, I got, and you, the detail is so clear compared to the copy, the copy, the copy, copy the copy, the copy, right. You, it's definitely a fucking female. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I thought it was very neat. I thought it was very neat this guy cleaned it know, up. Cleaned it up and, you know, he took 
measures to you know say that you know I'm not altering it. I'm not right doctoring it. I'm not doing so. And I know people say, "Well, it's fake." My question, and how that was back what in the sixty-seven, sixty-seven. So in nineteen sixty-seven, when someone is trying to maybe a sixty-nine, it was right sixty-seven, sixty-eight, late sixty. I can't remember. Late sixty. Someone's trying to perpetrate a hoax that they have footage of a Bigfoot. Why would you make it female? Exactly. Be, that's my that's my one question. Right. If the skeptics can give me an answer to that, why you would take what would what would never ever cross anyone's mind as being female? Like we talk about Bigfoot, we talk about a male. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I get it. We know there's females, but it's always the male, you know, whatever. Why would someone perpetrate a hoax and then add that doubt in there by making it a female? Wouldn't you just make, if you're going to perpetrate it, wouldn't you perpetrate it with a male? And where do you get the, the female gorilla cast? You know what I'm saying? Right. Back, back then. Back then. Right. Back then. None. None. Zero. So, you know, if nothing else, that, that kind of drives that home for me, even without the enhancements, even without cleaning it up. Well, the one thing... That, that this was not a hoax. Yeah. They captured something on film. There's a, there's a couple different things that make it not a hoax. Um, they captured the creature. I, okay, that's that's what it was. He called Bigfoot, called a, you know, a fucking, you know, genetic fuck-up bear, whatever you want to call it. It's not... It's not a human in a costume, and there's, there's an easy two ways that's easily proven, actually. One, and this is studied by anthropologists, um, whose you know, main study in anthropology is actually the locomotion of how we walk as human right. beings. And they were e- easily to establish that the gait, because you can see the, the footage, you know, when it's cleared up, mm-hmm. when it's cleaned up from the original footage, you see the original. When you see how the legs lift and comes back down, how the knee moves in relation to the foot, okay, a human being can't do that. We can't do that. We can't walk that way. It's impo- physically impossible to even try to walk that way because of the way our mechanics are. Mm-hmm. This thing walks completely different than a human, and we cannot mimic it. That's a scientific fact because of our bone structure. Scientifically proven, we can't mimic what's done in that video. So that leaves one other possibility other than a Sasquatch. Or a creature of unknown origin. Right. That leaves a robot. Okay? Now, we have to ask ourselves, and this is a reasonable doubt point, did we have technology back then to make a fucking robot <laughs> that could walk like that? And the answer is no! Okay? <laughs> no. Okay? So, we didn't we didn't Mr. Fucking Roboto back then, or Roberto, whatever the fuck his name was from Sticks. Yeah. yeah. Technology sent men to the moon. Yeah, but we didn't we have... Send men to the moon. We didn't do anything. We, look, and I think, and I think Steve okay, Austin, so and I think Steve Austin proved beyond a shadow of a doubt you're being a dick. that Bigfoot was a robot. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Moving on. You're like, that's funny. Yeah, that's that's really, funny. That, that is funny. Anyway, I think you're correct there. That was quick-witted and thinking. Awesome job on your part. So anyway, so the locomotion part got down, and then there's there's uh, an instance in the film where the creature actually turns, turns. and looks. Yeah. Now it doesn't move its head. Like a human being does, it actually turns its whole body, and that's what an ape does. Because an ape doesn't have the same neck muscles that we do, so it turns its whole body. Okay. Now, yes, can a human turn its whole body to look like it? Yes. 
But would they know to do that? Would an average human being know to turn like a fucking ape? Think about it. No, probably. Especially in 1967, 68, or 69. This is before Jane Goldwall was fucking famous, right? Okay. No, they wouldn't know to do that. Um, Another thing that's on the original film that's not on the copy after copy after copy after copy is you can actually see the eyebrows move. Really? And you can see some of the facial features. Nice. Yes, and then it's very clear. You can actually see the eyebrows move when it looks at the end. So we know it has movement in its face. Suits back then, A, didn't have breasts. You can see the breast move, by the way, as mm-hmm. it turns its body. Didn't have breasts, and they certainly didn't have the ability for gigantic eyebrows to move and shit like that. All right? Even look at the Planet of the Apes shit. It's not anywhere as near comparison to the quality that's seen in the original film. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just little things like that, you know, that we can measure. And you can see, and when I'm talking about the gate in the original film, you can see it's a copies as well. The, when the foot comes up when it's walking, you can see the whole back of the... Yeah. Thing. That was my... Well... Uh, oh, no. Seven points Marino. <laughs> anyway, you can see the back of its foot. Right. Some, you'll see how the gate movement is and look compared to a human as it's possible. But anyway, it's fascinating stuff. Um, so yes, very real. Um, and there's actually evidence on the original film that there was, because it, it would look back at the camera and look at the woods, look back at the camera and look at the woods. So there's a theory, and you can almost make it out in the shadow of the woods that there's either another little one or another large one in the woods. And, you know, it's kind of looking at them and looking back at the, you know, the horse and the camera and all right. that shit. Um, fascinating stuff. It is. You know, and to his death, Mr. Patterson said it was real. Never, oh, yeah. Never swayed from that. Uh, Giblin's still alive. Uh, he's very old. And he, and he goes, I wish it never happened. It ruined his life. You know, it ruined his marriage. Um, it ruined his life in the sense he could, you know, jobs. People call him a liar. You know, just his reputation. He goes, but the sad fact is, it really happened. Yeah. You know, why would I ruin my whole entire life? I never made any money off of this. It's not like I'm a billionaire. Right. You know, I do interviews and I do them for free. You know, why would I make something up, fake it, and then have it ruin my life? What would be the point of that? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, it's just fascinating, you know. So, very real film. No doubt about it. You know, it's funny because when I worked with, oh, God, Tom Biscardi, Sasquatch Hunter, whatever the fuck he calls himself, Big Hunter. Anyway, when I worked at him, you know, he's one of the the big guys in the, the Bigfoot field. He's one of the guys that was with Todd Dyer when Todd Dyer said he shot the Bigfoot and became nationwide news. Remember, the, mm-hmm. then it turned out to be a monkey in a fucking right. ice case, and I worked with this guy. So... Tom, in between shooting, Tom was like, oh yeah, I, I know for a fact it was fake, and da da da, and he never offered me any evidence that was fake other than he knew for a fact it was. Now, Tom's an old guy, he's 75 mm-hmm. years old. Um, just, I don't want to talk bad about the guy, but it, like any field, there's competition, and they, they bash each other, and they stab each other oh, yeah. in the back, you know, and I try to stay, I haven't joined any, like, I, the Northeastern Sasquatch Investigate, which is the, one of the big ones in this area, um, they did all the Whitehall investigations back in the, the 70s when the police officers and the state police saw the creature and all that shit. I met all those guys. I think you met them because we mm-hmm. were at the same conference. Yeah. So I know these guys. 
they Rusty was part of Rusty, right? Rusty yeah. tried to sign me up, wanted me to be one of the investigators for this area. I have the card still upstairs, right, right. you know, they had me fill out the paperwork. I just didn't want to do it because the you know, when I would question like, well, you know, where's the major sightings? They didn't even want to share with me. I'm in the group. I'm you know, I'm about to join this group of investigators. I was gonna be the guy in the southern tier for investigations. And they want to share information with me. And then, what? what's the point? So you want me to give you everything I get, but you're not going to share anything with me. What would be the... You well, know what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah, no, I agree. How you, and that's why like, I just swore off all Sasquatch groups at this point. I'm like, I'll just keep doing my own thing. Go to areas I know where there's been activity. And this... And, you know, I'm, I'm very glad to share the information I get. I don't try to hide anything. I'm like... It's so competitive, and I don't understand why. You know, this other idiot, no, nah, I shouldn't say he's an idiot, it's not nice. This other guy, uh, he's been on, he was on uh, Monster Quest, he's from New York, he's a former sheriff or some shit, or claims to be anyway. Um, he's a big, big foot guy yeah. now. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, back a couple years ago, before, I, he was on my Facebook, and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to this such and such area, you got any tips for me? You know, maybe you've been there before. Nothing. So I sent a follow-up question. I know I read it. You can see. Hey, you know, uh, I heard such and such guy's name. Uh, you had some good information. You know, do you know how to contact him? Because I knew he did. Nothing. Delete. You know, I'm like, why does everyone have to be so secretive with this shit? I don't, I don't get it. What, yes, what do you I think? Don't, I hear it. No, it's... it's <sighs> I don't think it's quite to that extent in the, the ghost hunting field, although the the competition, the backstabbing, things like that, that happens all the time, but... Whatever it is, fake. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> Whatever it is, fake. It's good. fake. But, um, yeah, I'd share this. I mean, let's get it out there. Let's get it. Just, I think everyone's just so afraid of either being proven wrong or called out or whatever, and it's like, because I know... Like, like the thing we were just at, I, I, I got right into the video we shot that night of it, and then I uh, put the audio with it. We had better audio on the tape recorders than we did on the, the camcorder, mm -hmm. so I matched up the audio, and I, I even impressed myself how balls-on accurate the audio and the video is, and I sent it out to the people that were with us that night and stuff, and uh, I know a couple people, they're like, oh, can we, can we share? Oh. Fucking absolutely! <laughs> I, I get it out there, right? Yeah. Because this was this was freaky to me. It was freaky deaky. Get it out there. Get it out there. And uh, I sent out a couple emails to some of the other people I'm waiting here back from a couple that uh, had video going too that were would have the reverse angle, so it would have the angle that faces that corner where everything was going on. And I want to get that so I can incorporate it into to our video. Almost do like a side by side or a, a picture in picture type thing. Right. To really get a whole complete picture of what was going on that night. But, yeah, sometimes they get very secretive. They're very, I don't know, I don't get it. But It just seems like it was counterproductive to me. I mean, like, if people would just share the fucking information, you'd be able to solve something here. You know, if we work together, we'd solve it. You know, instead right. of working against each other, I just don't well, I just, Sometimes I just get the feeling that they're afraid of being called out or being afraid of being proven wrong or whatever the case is. But there's just so much we don't know. Yeah. Just so much we, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah, we don't know nothing. Like, and I was just thinking about this now as, we were, as you were talking, I was thinking, and 
I don't think I don't know if my theory actually holds water or not. But we were talking about the other thing before, and I said, you know, I wasn't afraid. I didn't think it could hurt me or grievously hurt me. Right. Um, my theory is, and I think Lonnie kind of feels the same way. But my theory is on all this is that, and I think we've discussed this. There's different different planes, different dimensions, different planes that spirits and ghosts and things are, are dimensional beings, dimensional energy. They move to speed though. Well, whatever. Yeah. But the, they have their dimension, we have our dimension. When they cross into ours, they're not really here, here per se, but you can, sometimes you can see them, you can yeah. hear them, things like that. And my, my feeling, my theory is that there are people like Alani, people like some psychic mediums that are legitimate psychic mediums, um, people that have that ability that they're, their hair stands on end when they get in the presence of that energy. They have a certain connection that kind of goes between the two dimensions. It's a little bit in, it's definitely all in ours, but then there's a little bit that goes into the other one that allows them to sense and things like that. I don't think I have that ability. I can think of less than a half handful of times that I've had any kind of true inclination, hair standing up, back of the neck, whatever the case may be, that I was in the presence of someone. I rely on Alani, I rely on my tech, things like that. If my theory holds true, then I could approach something like whatever that was in the house that night. No, no ill effects. And have... Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it would cause... You're like your kryptonite. Group. Yeah, I don't know if I was. I see myself as as a as a as a dampening field, as a neural <laughs> neutral. Okay, Spock. Neutral. Shorty. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the short circuit that you know they might affect me, but I don't think be like to the same extent. Um, there was another second medium there that night. And she was. She works with Dan and and the other guys on some of the shows. Sometimes they they call her in. Younger girl, nice girl. Um, sure. Probably, probably at least, huh? Uh, kind of. She's not, she's not not hot, but she's not like, not smoke. She's good looking, she's good looking. What's the age here? That's what we're talking about. I hope, I hope I don't insult her, but she's probably late 20s. I'm going to go late 20s, late 20s, maybe 30. So, um... So she's 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 lacking what I feel is medium psychic medium experience that Alani has by 20, 25 years. So she didn't pick up on things quite as quick as Alani did. She definitely didn't. I don't think she saw the thing in the corner before Alani did. Um, but something affected her upstairs with the first, when she was with the first group. Mm-hmm. She was having uh, difficulty breathing. Her stomach hurt. She said it felt like she got gut punched. Stop it. Stop it right now. So. And um, and I think it could have been this thing upstairs. Why are you got why are you gotta start? I'm not starting up. You are. No, you know, you're just lucky we're not video because you know, I'm you'd be in trouble. But anyways. So again, I think the more I think the more connected you are between the two worlds, the two two dimensions, I think the more 
it can affect you in a negative way. Sure. And I could be wrong. I could have walked up, it could have slapped me, and it could have lowered my cardiac output from twenty percent it is now. Die you fat bad. Down down to one. Um because I wasn't planning on going up being nice to it. I was gonna I was definitely and that was everything kinda because I was definitely gonna provoke. Like tell you know, pick on someone your own size and Yeah, I got yelled at the last time I did that. Yeah, yeah. sometimes I get really with me. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, at the yeah, it's at yeah. the uh, Clyde House. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um you know, so I just I don't know. But uh but yeah, I just I just uh I don't know. It's again theories, and I could be I could be totally wrong because if that's true, then how can they affect non in, non animate objects like making the speaker move or making a chair move? So I don't know. So I could be wrong. Well, I have had you know I don't know. I've had the experience before two different mm-hmm. ones at least in this house, um, and Alani has verified that she's oh, yeah. in my house and not about that. Uh, but I don't think what happened in my house. At least the second time was what she saw. Um, I uh, Heather and me had started dating, um, and a couple things happened to Heather in the beginning. But I'll just get to the one that was the major one. Uh, we were sleeping one night, um, and the girl I was with before Heather, her name was Dana. She died young, she right, twenty-three right. years old. Um, she was wise ass, funnier than hell, great person. Um, and we had cups, we had certain cups that were ours, you know, and just like glasses that we always used. Right. <clears throat> and we bought each other, whatever. Anyway, so I still had those. And uh, Heather had one, you know, in our bedroom at night, and it was late, it was like two or three in the morning, and Heather's all cold, and I was sleeping, and the next thing I wake up, you know, the glass had come off the end table next to the bed and flew across the room somehow by itself and smashed against the wall. I mean, I woke up to the smashing, you know, I just right. woke up to, you know, and it was Dana's old glass and I'm, that just freaked me out because I'm like, why would someone pick that up and throw it? It wasn't me and it wasn't her, obviously, she's all cold, it was, it was fucking freaky. Um, and that before, I should back up a little before that night, before that happened, um, we were getting ready for bed at maybe 10 o'clock at night. And she was in taking her shower, and I was in the room by myself, and the room got really cold. I mean, like, so cold, it was unbelievable. And I turned on, I remember I got up out of bed, and I turned on the, the heater head in the room, and I the space heaters. And I was like, why the fuck is so cold in here? And I never put two and two together. Right. You know, it was later when I started watching shows about ghosts, we were like, oh, it's really cold in the room, or sometimes it gets yeah, recorded. Right, right. And I'm like, I found that fascinating, because I know I can definitely experience that myself. I know for a fact that's what it was like. You know, um, the other experience I had in this house that comes right to mind, like keys and stuff disappear all the time and shit. I mean, this is stupid. Oh, God, it's crazy. It pisses me off. And they, that's this funny shit. But this was kind of funny. You know, it might have been Dana because you have a sense of humor and a crazy one. A good one. You're not mean, but you kind of fuck with your mind. Uh, I was in bed. Uh, typhoon, my own dog. And me and Heather just started dating. There was no one else in the house but us. I had the bedroom door closed. I was watching Netflix or some shit. The lights were out. And I heard this on the fucking door. Up high, not low. Right. I, I don't have I didn't have any cats. It's right. me and one dog. Up high on the door, this. Wow, like that. 
And even Typhoon looked over, she's laying in bed, <laughs> looked at me and looked at the door. <laughs> we heard this shit. It's like your, your heart freezes. Because there's, there's no one else in oh, the yeah. house. I'm putting, there's I'm no, putting two rounds to that door. Yeah, there's, there's, just like, there's no cats. Yeah. And the light's out. You know, the TV's got the light. You're going to be hearing this. And the middle of the door. And the door, yeah. the handle, the handle starts to move. Like that, right? So. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah, where was Heather? She was at her apartment. She didn't, so you were there by yourself? By myself with a dog. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I was so afraid. And I hate to admit this, but this really happened. I was too afraid to reach over and turn on the lamp. You know, yeah. I was like, dude, that's, that's freaky shit. Freaky so I'm like, there's a dog. You're a fucking Rottweiler pit bull, bitch. Dog Get up. Fuck so that. I dog knows. Cubs, that dog, it knows. I grabbed her by the collar and pull her out of bed. I put my hand on the knob. I whipped open the door and put the dog out Sacrifice the damn dog. And there was nothing there. That's not right. There was nothing there. That's I turned not on all the lights right. in the house. And oh my god, so that's the, not right. You know, the funny story is the next day what I did was I saw a, a ghost show. Uh -huh. You know, they would take baking powder or whatever and put it on oh. the area for You know, I did that hoping it would it never happen again. But I the door covered wow. that shit. That's true freaky. freaking freaky. story. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, See, so that's why I like kind of like the paranormal field. Because I don't think they can really harm me too much. <laughs> Bigfoot? That thing's real. <laughs> yeah. That thing's real. Yeah. I'm shooting it in the face. It's too <laughs> close. I'm going to try. I don't think it's going to do any good. <laughs> but I'm only taking big caliber guns with me. You know that when we go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had the AK and the, and the 41 Magnum. I'm like, hey, I'm going to shoot this thing. Do you know how to ride a 41? I can probably figure it out. Well, I've got two-seater. You can send it in the back. Oh, be a little bitch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because now we have an area that we build. You know, Potter County, we just go down there and so anyway. out to build a fucking wood. So anyway, so that's why I really appreciate your end of the field. But it's like, that thing's real enough. It's going to fuck me up. The ghost, there's a chance I can fight that. There's a chance the same thing, you know. Because the ghost, I, well, and I can't do it with the Bigfoot either. I can't run. I can't run away from the thing. People, are you scared? Uh, no. What am I going to do? I can't run away from this thing. The only defense I have is feeling that I can't. it can't hurt me. Yep. If I'm wrong, it'll be too late for me to know what they Sasquatch, I know that thing's going to hurt me. I can't even convince myself. <laughs> I can say I'm armed well enough, but he doesn't know that. He those, can't. those things, those things move quick, yeah. <laughs> like a ninja. And I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so okay, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that's that's it. You know, um, I wanted. To, uh, I'm sorry. Go no, go ahead. Um, so uh, I want to get to a story on the Sasquatch. I think I've told it before, and you probably wear this one, but it's called a place called Ape Cannon. You ever heard of Ape Cannon? I think I have. Okay, so in 19... Maybe 1918 or 1925, I don't remember. It's either 1918 or 1925. Um, this is in California. The gold rush is going on. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is California, Washington, somewhere there. Anyway, A. Cannon. Uh, look it up, folks. Uh, maybe we should probably look it up while we're talking about it. Let's see. Let's see where A. Cannon is. Uh, there's a famous Sasquatch story there. Um, I actually have all the details, but exactly where it is. Let's see what it says. Ape Cannon. Edge of shoulder. Mount St. Helen. That's what I thought. Okay, so it's on Mount St. Helen. Um, <clears throat> it became known as Ape Cannon after this incident. 
Uh, the Indians always had legends. Uh, some of the Indians call it Skookum, Harry Giant. Uh, so many names go through. I'm not going to get. I'm not right. going to get to it. Yeah. So anyway, um, so gold prospecting was huge in this area mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so what you had to do uh, when you claimed a stake the first time you went up, you, this is my stake. This is what we're digging. This is ours. All right. You actually would fill out paperwork in the nearest town mm-hmm. with the county and right. know, okay, you claim a stake here. This is yours. Mm-hmm. You had to do it. And every time you went back, you had to fill out that form again. All right. Okay. To keep your claim active. So this group of men go up there. All right. And all the names are there. I just don't remember all right now. But it's all well documented because the form actually filled out. And they actually built a real makeshift cabin, you know, log trees and shit like that, and built it for their mining operation. So if I'm going to do six or seven of these guys up there, Abe Cannon, um, and uh, they were, you know, to hunt for food at that time with a gun. You know, it's crazy now that you think we actually had to use guns to hunt for food, but to survive. But that's what they yeah. did. You just didn't go. Mark, yeah, right. Special Abe Cannon gun. So, uh, <laughs> so the guy's out hunting, one of the, the miners, and uh, he sees this eight-foot-tall creature, nine-foot-tall creature. Um with his teeth pulled back, you know, within 120 yards of him. And he has his shotgun and he shoots the thing, you know, and he, he pumps, you know, he keeps reloading, he pumps like five or six shots in this thing, apparently. Might have been more rounds. Um, and the thing uh, was screaming and as it's getting hit, but it wasn't falling down. So the story does differ a little bit. Um, one of the, the accounts is it fell, it was like right next to a like a, a ledge <coughs> going into a cannon mm-hmm. where there's a, a stream at the bottom or a small river. Um, it, one, of, one of the shots knocked it over and it fell down. The other one says it climbed. I think it climbed down. I don't think it fell over like some of the reports. So <coughs> he runs back to camp. He tells other guys, you know, I shot this creature was standing on two legs. It wasn't a bear. And like seven, six or seven. He didn't fucking believe me. He's like, no, yeah, really? Blah, 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 whatever. So they go to bed, you know, the mining shit, they have to be in the morning. So it's about 11 o'clock at night, you know, and then all of a sudden they wake up to something running into the side of the cabin, like this massive force, and it shakes the whole cabin. And all these guys are like, what the fuck's going on, you know? So uh, all of a sudden they hear, like, boulders raining down on top of the cabin. These big, they know they're huge. They can hear how large these things are hitting the top of the cabin. And then around the cabin, the walls are being pounded down. So these guys are freaking out. They don't know what the fuck's going on, right? So they start grabbing their guns and they're popping out holes where they can and, you know, firing off rounds. This goes on for hours, you know. Uh, at one point, uh, they heard something digging outside that like was trying to dig underneath the cabin to get inside. The things were on the roof, pounding on the roof panels. So this goes on for most of the night. It didn't stop till about 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. So finally, when they're brave enough and they're sure that things are gone, they open up the door, right? And there's these gigantic boulders. So, you know, three of these guys couldn't even move one, let alone, you know, one. And these things were hit, you know, the cabin of smashes smithereens from the outside. There's gigantic footprints all over the place. They said, you know, that's it. We're getting the fuck out of here. So they they immediately they immediately they felt like they were being watched the entire time they were leaving like all the way back almost all the way back to town. Was, you know we're talking this is a good good day two day hike to get right. back to civilization. 
Um, you, the nights that they had to stay before they get back, you know, they set up camp, they had night watches, you know, slept in trees, you know, shit like that. The guys were fucking freaked out. What makes this story so interesting is it was recorded by the gentleman and his crew that, you know, for the cabin, for the mining, they had the actual form. It's still on record today. What makes it, I think, so fascinating is when they came back, when they filled out the form, um, basically, we went on this date, and that was it. They never staked the claim again. They never went back, none of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was it the one time. They, went, they built a cabin, went up, did their thing, Sasquatch attacks, that's it, we're done. And it became known as Ape Cannon after that. True wow. story. Yeah. So, and it's very well documented. You know, very, very well documented. Um, I think the last guy that was, uh, you know, that had uh, one of them, he died in 1963 or 64. Because I remember seeing an interview with him, it was in color. Mm-hmm. But it was back in the 60s. It might have been later, 68, 69, but it was in color. Um, but he, he was really old at that time. Shit. You know, he still had the gun that he used to shoot. He was actually a shooter to sit out to the Sasquatch. You know, or the Bigfoot or whatever the hell it was. You know, so. Fascinating story. So, um, what that does for me, and it's not the only story in that type, it's just one of the ones I pointed out. We'll get to some other ones at some other time, but it indicates to me that there is a community, you know, small groups or, you know, whatever, whatever you yeah, know, right. but it's not like there's just one walking around jacking no, no, off. No, there's definitely one. You know, um, it's definitely a community. And I, what backs it up as well is just go up to YouTube and uh, put on uh, Bigfoot's house. Or Sasquatch screams, or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. And you'll come up with people, you know, there's one great one online where this guy and his wife are bringing, they're towing their boat from one lake, bringing it back, they're in the fucking middle of Washington, the truck breaks down. It's 11 30, 12 o'clock at night, and all of a sudden these streams go, they're in the middle of fucking nowhere on a dirt road in the Washington mountains. And these screams are going off, and you just hear them going from mountaintop. And, and, the audio recordings are checked. It's not a coyote. It's not any known animal. We know it for a fact. They have the technology to actually go from voice analysis. It's nothing we know what it is. And these things are screaming. And this this guy, the dog's in there. Dog's ears are down. And the guy's like, what the heck? He never heard this in his life. His wife's never heard this before. And this is going off all night long. Again, that indicates to me that it's a community. You're hearing more than one. You're hearing 10 or 11 different voices or 15 different voices of these things or whatever. Uh, again, indicates a community. Right. You know, it's just to me, it's fascinating. You know, so there's some kind of social structure with these things. Another great story, and this hit my head. Oh my gosh! How much time we got? We got time. Okay, we always got time. All right. So where I'm going? Where I rented this lodge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, literally two miles from where I rented this lodge, there is a awesome report. This guy going hunting. And these off-limited roads uh, that I'm, you know, that uh, these dirt roads we use our ATVs right. on and shit like that. And he gives very clear directions. Anyway, so he's in the wood, he's doing his thing, it's deer hunting season, blah, blah, blah. And he hears what he thought are two other hunters. And he's like, and, but they're talking like in a different language. He can't, he can't understand what they're saying. It's not Chinese. And he thought maybe it was Indian or some shit like that. But he could hear them and then... They were going so fast as they're talking, you know, and 
he's on a trail. They're in the woods. And you can hear the trees breaking and shit like that. And these things are flying through the woods, he said. They were going so fast, it was unbelievable. You can hear them just trees get knocked down. And these things are talking back and forth in some kind of weird fucking language. And he's, when now, what makes it interesting a little later in the story. So he hears this, and he gets up to the point later, you know, like 30 minutes after the fact, these things already passed him. And he gets to a point. And he, he, the, the hair in the back next to him stares up. There's like something staring at him or something. Mm-hmm. And he, he glances around, and over on the side of, of the trail, this thing peeks out behind a tree. You know, it's like nine feet tall. It's gigantic. So it's the you know, biggest body right, yeah. ever. And he's looking at him, and then peeks its head back in. He said that's, he never hunted in the area again. He said, turn right the fuck around. <laughs> Slowly walk the hell out of there. You know, yeah. and kept glancing over his shoulder. He had a shotgun. He was fully armed, but he said, you know, he could have literally the bullshit his pants. You don't expect to see, you know, you hunt in the same area your whole life. You yeah, know, you don't want something like that. Too, too. But the interesting thing I found, there's more details of the story, but the interesting thing was the language. You know, there's a verbal communication between the two beings, you know. Right. Um, I think it's fascinating. You know, um, I've read story after story, report after report of whistles in the woods, um, bird mimicking sounds. Uh, and this is like two or three o'clock in the morning when most of the bird species we're referring to are sleeping. Uh, it's not normal for them to be awake. Mm-hmm. Whistling, now I've had that happen to me. I was with Steve and Will. When I poked my eye out, uh, they were out cold, but I heard the whistling where we were, where, where you were actually. Right, right. We, we didn't hear it that night, but there was definitely whistling. Uh, one whistle from one area whistled to another area, you know? Um, and that's why I like to go back that area because I know you know, something, right. you know, right. at least at one time there was something. Um, so I've experienced that as well. It's just, you know, you know, I've really been blessed in my life when I think about all the cool things I've got yeah. to see and hear and experience. And I don't know, you know, I also wonder why, why some people have more experience than others. You know, and I think it is because if our minds are open enough, that opens up things to happen. I, I really believe that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, I, I Absolutely. you know, and um, I look though, I'm not like most people when they walk, and this is a, a key thing in retail, you understand, they're looking either straight ahead or down, they never look up, that's right. just normal human perspective. Um, so, you know, I'm always looking up or looking to Brown, uh, being a motorcycle driver actually caught me to be even more aware of my surroundings, mm-hmm. so I'm, my eyes are always constantly looking around, so I catch a lot of things that other people don't catch, at least I think I do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No. Being open-minded. It's and again, paranormal. It's all. It's all about theory. It's very little about anything that's actually proven. But we always, Lonnie and I, we always find it interesting that you know uh, some of these ghost hunting shows and and, and anymore now they seem to find more stuff or have more stuff. And, but um, back when Ghost Hunters was on. And they were out of Rhode Island, Taps. Were they, and, were they the plumbers? They're the plumbers. Yeah, yeah okay. the plumbers. I like and actually, they're reviving. Uh, it's funny, they're reviving two shows. Uh, the one guy who was on Ghost Hunters, one of the co founders, is doing one show, and the other co founder is doing a different show <laughs> with a different group of people. But, uh, anyways, so we always kind of chuckled because, uh, you know, they they'd have a good show would consist of two knocks and a whistle, like their their evidence 
you know, they caught uh, when the spirit be knocking <laughs> or you hear a whistle. Right. And, uh, I, and we, I, I just, they were at Sullivan, Sullivan Park up in New York. And this is a, an amusement park area on a lake. And this place, anyone and everyone that's either worked there, owned it, whatever the case, straight up tells you the place is haunted. They don't like being there at night. After the bride shut down and all that sort of stuff, they make no qualms about it. But so the the ghost hunter people went up there, and they were there for, I think, two days, two nights, whatever you want to look at it. And their best evidence was two <laughs> knocks and a whistle. <laughs> and I just found that funny, but our feeling is, our theory is, that it depends on who's doing the looking. Um. Because the big thing with the ghost hunting community up until probably, I'll say 10 years ago, is that they didn't use mediums. They didn't use psychics. It was all technical equipment and scientific principles and blah, 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 blah. Um, Spirits aren't necessarily attracted to that. They're attracted to something. Something attracts them. Something pulls them in. Something, a beacon, a whatever, you know, uh, distressing, whatever it is. I think I think we get a lot of responses when we're out and about because Alani's open, like mm-hmm. literally. Not just open-minded, she's open right. to these things. She draws them in. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, I uh, think that has a lot to do with it too. If, if in most groups now use some kind of psychic medium, it's, it's funny you find that how the attitudes change a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think when you just go out with, you know, very not closed-minded, but not open, their antennas are not fully extended, right. you're just going to get two knocks and a whistle. Two and and whistle. You call that a good day, I guess. <laughs> Especially when you're in some place that's notoriously for being haunted. Well, whatever. Uh, so, anyway, so... Speaking of we, haunted, real quick. Okay. I saw, I was what? watching Unsolved Mysteries, the eighth season. Was back? No. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries. So oh, Unsolved Mysteries. Howard Stack. Okay, Howard yeah, Stack, yeah. yeah. And uh, they actually did a big uh, uh, show on a famous comedy club in California. Okay. And uh, it was really high. It was a really great show. Eighth season, it's on, uh, do you have, uh, what's it, Amazon Prime? Yeah. Yeah, Unsolved Mysteries is on there. Okay, so, I'll check it out. Just watching eighth season, it's great. Just okay. 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 Um, we're almost two hours into this, and we have yet to say Happy Fourth of July. Oh, yeah, Happy Fourth. Uh, it's a little late, belated Fourth of July. July. We, uh, really uh, you know, it's whatever. It was four days ago, five days ago, yeah. whatever. Um, happy Fourth, and uh, you can say what you want, but our boy celebrated it in the right way. Yeah, I think yeah. yep. I get get people pissed, and you know, no one it was not political. It was a great. Fourth of July? Well, you know, it was it was a you did know, everything everyone said. Yeah, you know, but if you listen, it was a Trump rally and political stunt. It wasn't. Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. All right, and uh, you know, and I get it. I sometimes you just gotta wonder if Trump gaffs just to fuck with people. Oh, I sure he does. Oh yeah, like this will get him going. Like this will the pot. Like, and I guess the big gaff was that he was talking about the. The militia in 1776 
you know, taking control of this, that, and everything else. And somewhere in there, he said they took control of the airport. So, <laughs> so sometimes you just gotta wonder if he just doesn't screw with people. Let's see if you're paying attention. Yeah, like okay, it. let's let's give him something to talk about because this is just too funny. Okay, so maybe you know Trump's a forward thinker, and you know maybe. Well, um, on top of all tanks, the Trump stuff, hit tanks, hit airplanes. You saw the rundown of the Democratic. Uh, I have not. Wa- oh my God! I got to YouTube it and watch oh, the whole debate. You gotta watch it. But oh, I know Lord. the first debate was all about free stuff. Yeah. And then the second debate was all about how I'm better than the next person. Well, here's the thing. Um, they basically all promised... Everything free. Yeah, well, medical care for illegal Well, illegals. illegals. Yeah. Nothing for us. No, yeah, Social Security for illegals. And what's this? Well, it's not going to be a crime anymore. So you won't be called yeah. illegal. So they, that was it. That was, that was the election. Farthing is hearing? I think. That was, no, seriously, I'm not even making this up. That, no, I know Remember I said this would be the second large, this is why. This is, and Biden finally came out the other day, yesterday, and said, <laughs> hey, you know what, we're far to the left, too far, we got to come back to the middle. This isn't a winning strategy. His numbers have tanked, by the way. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Warren was within two, two points of her, and uh, Harris is within two points of him as well now. So, you, the females, I said before, okay, I was yeah. wrong about gingerbread. Apparently, it's a, Gollum Brad might be. So maybe I just had the name Gollum Brad yeah. Gingerbread, you know, mixed up. But it's going to be an all-female ticket. I've said it over and over and over again. And I was wrong about Kristen, apparently. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she'll still come to the rising star. But it's going to be a female there's, there's a ticket. It's going to be an all-female. I'm telling you. And they're going to get clobbered. I hear you. I'm just saying. They're going to get clobbered. So you know who actually impressed me? I didn't agree with her everything, but she sounded very much like Ron Paul, who was the chick from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. The one day, the media, the left won't even touch her. They won't talk to her yeah, because no, she's more to the she's more to the right. Yeah, she's actually a common sense thinker. I mean, like she's a veteran, you know, blah blah blah. She she has some credentials, and she's smart as a whip, and she's good looking too. So I was impressed with her. Actually, I was like, you know, if it wasn't for Trump, I could actually vote. That's the one Democrat I could probably even. Might think about voting for. So. Yeah, but yeah, they've they've. I don't realize if they realize how easy they're making it for Trump. Well, Biden, when a he, shot himself in the foot again yesterday, or <laughs> it was today. He wants to go after the gun manufacturers. He said, "No, the NRA is not our problem. It's the gun manufacturers." Yeah, well, that. So he wants. No, no. This is seriously. They're proposing. No, no, I know. They're making the shit. They're proposing that. They're going to buy guns back from citizens, a buyback program. But they don't say what would happen if you don't want to do the buyback program. Like, this, this is crazy. And you've you got to research this. I ain't making this shit up. This is stuff that's floating out from the Senate right now on the Democratic side. They have gone way overboard. And it's great for us because this is an easy win now. It's not going to oh, be close. I, it's yeah. going to be hilarious to watch them get tr- just trumped. <laughs> Trump. So it's going to be taxes, abortion, and free shit. That, that that's what it's going to come down to. Again? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're going to get destroyed. But I think there's 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 got to be a whole segment of independents out there. They just aren't buying it. No, that, that don't want illegals to be legal. Don't want all the free stuff going to the illegals. Why? It's just crazy. And then 
you've got all these other idiots that, that this it's just sad just sad how this everything the the American women's soccer team and all the stupidity with that Capper Capernick Capper Pumpernick <laughs> whatever his name is, is yeah in the Nike thing. Did you catch all this? Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Why does anyone you? Uh, why? Just. I never owned a pair of Nikes. I, and I haven't either. And I, I don't care to spend that kind of money. Yeah. And I'm curious what they're going to do with 10 bazillion pairs of Nike shoes with Betsy <laughs> Ross flags on them. <laughs> now, they recall, they were actually out in the stores. I know, they recalled them. They were in the stores and they recalled them back. Yeah. And, I and, I, and you know, I, I haven't started checking eBay yet, <laughs> but I guarantee you, any anyone worth their weight in bullshit paraphernalia, yep. as soon as they put a recall on those, I would have, I would have, I would have yep. pocketed a couple yep. and been done with it. Yep. You know, um, but again, why? We just have stupid stuff going on. This, this, the the American soccer team, and you know, another new thing is, you know, it's bad enough that the one chick with the short blonde <laughs> hair that wouldn't take, wouldn't stand, and wouldn't say the yeah, national anthem, anthem. But now, when they won, they came out draped in the American flag, but then to pose for a selfie, <laughs> they drop it on the ground. Yeah. At least one of their teammates has enough sense to run up, grab it. And get it off the ground. God bless that girl. They need to give that girl pay raise. <laughs> you know, if they don't want to go to the White House, then don't, don't go to the White House. Yeah. You know what? But no one gives a shit. But, you know, and here's the thing. But don't Trump, sit there and tell me you're, you're, you're not protesting the country. And, and Trump you are. It, and Trump took it very well. You know, he was very happy they won. And he actually pointed out they're underpaid compared to the male teams. He actually took on part of their cause. You know what I'm saying? He was making yeah. a point for them. He's like, you know what? You were underpaid. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, again, he took an issue. That's divisive, and kind of like turned it to his advantage. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. like you know, I mean, like it was, it's brilliant. He doesn't have a beef with the team. He's no. got a beef with the one chick. Yeah. And I believe he's been brutal to her when he gets a chance. Yeah. But but the team as a whole. Yeah. They like, were underpaid. They, yeah, yeah. They were paid. They were paid more than they yeah. I get it. You know. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Trump's this bad person, but he's like he he is human. He is like anyone else. Yep. You know. I got the utmost respect for police officers, but if one hauls me out of the car and starts beating at me with a nightstick, <laughs> I'm probably going to take a negative attitude prior to that particular police officer. <laughs> you know? Sid, I have yeah, you know, so he, again, I think, I just, I, just, I couldn't, I was thinking there to just, just imagine if this guy, if they had just left him don't have to leave him alone alone. But if he only had 10% of the shit they were giving him, how much he could have accomplished. And I actually, you know what, I don't... I think he's accomplished as much as he wanted to and can. Because they're not they're not blocking him here and blocking him. Well, they are to a certain point. But you don't hear about them blocking him here and blocking him there. All they bitch about is wanting to throw him out of the White House. But he's, you know, his unemployment numbers are good. His economy is good. His, he's got he's got some interesting statistics going Lowest, for him. Lowest unemployment that, that <laughs> you know, no one 
no one can touch. Yeah. You know, this the thing in North Korea. They're all pissing and moaning and you know, they're playing back things where, you know, you know, some when Obama talked about going to North Korea, they all blasted Obama saying it was unpatriotic and no president should have to do that. But this man went there trying to make peace. I get it. Obama would have gone there to give him half our nation. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he did with Iran. He's a new act of rule. Take this, brother. We don't need this. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would tell you that oh, if, you, if brother, North Korea was an Islamic nation, Obama would have been the first one to cross that DMZ. Come on, yeah, I'll give you a nuclear reactor. Right. Yeah, this is a deal, Obama. You know, I'll give you that to you. Um, the, the one meme I like them, <laughs> is uh, they got a picture of Trump walking across the border, as it is, and then they got the picture of the last four presidents standing in some <laughs> sand-barricaded bunker with binoculars, yeah, looking, over, binoculars. Yeah. looking over at the little short flat jackets Asian on. waving at them. Yeah, you know, jackets. so you can say what you want. I mean... <coughs> You know, the last president to do something crazy like that was Nixon. I'm not saying well, Nixon's Nixon necessarily a good example, mm-hmm. but let me tell you. Let me tell you. If the level of standards that exist today existed back in, what was it, 72? Yeah. Nixon would have never had to resign. Because sure. by today's standards, what Nixon did was... Penny Annie. If anything, he, he he gave the example for Obama to use, <laughs> just took it to the umpteenth level by getting all the other U.S. agencies involved. At least Nixon had the good sense to use outside contractors to do his spying for him, for the most part. Well, speaking of bad tidings coming for people, I think Bill Clinton's over some bad times up ahead. Oh, this pedophile that just got uh-huh. busted and they're trying to uh-huh. connect Trump to him? Well, I'm not it's, worried it's about bigger, Trump. It's bigger. Yeah, Clinton's a bigger Clinton, connection. Clinton's a huge connection. Yeah, Clinton's yeah. a huge connection. So someone's going to die here. This guy's a Expect sick heart attacks and car accidents to happen in the next few days. I, I think you're going to... If they raid that island that he owns, you're going to see some sick shit come out. I got... tell I Just call it a hunch if you will on my oh, yeah. part. But some sick shit's gone with this guy. And I haven't read a lot about it. I'm just telling you what I'm picking up. Some sick shit's gone with this guy. And that fucking oh, island that he's got... Some real sick shit's gone there. I'm telling you right now, I, I feel it. Like I have a no doubt. A mile away, some sick shit went no down doubt. there. People are sick. And people Clinton's, are sick. Uh, and the ability is going to be connected. I got a funny fucking feeling about this. And if people think they're going to get away with it, they're even sicker than that. Yeah, we got away for a long time. Well, justice is going to catch up. Yeah. Bill Clinton, he's... Have you ever, have you seen pictures of this guy lately? <laughs> he's got one foot in the grave as it is. Well, shit. Have you seen... I've seen, I've seen lepers look better shaped than... <laughs> I love the ones where they show a picture of Bill Clinton now and Trump now. They're both the same age. Yeah. Clinton looks like he's got untreated syphilis yeah, going on. Well, Clinton has stuck his dick in some well, yeah. nasty holes. Right? Well, so. besides Hillary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or did he? Oh, shit. Um, Hillary's had more pussy than Bill. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. That's everything. <laughs> and she's, she knows Donna. And again, she's like, Oh, like, ding, yeah! Hey, she knows Donna! Zoom! <laughs> You know, and here's another one. My, my biggest beef with Hillary is that she just remains silent and lets all this happen so it doesn't affect her political career. Yep. She doesn't take a stand. No, she's done. If, if she had taken a stand back when Bill was dicking around and stood up and just walked out on his ass, I might have a little respect for her. 
I don't know. I just, I just. No, no she's, she's. Stand by your man only goes so far. Well, before you, if you stand up on your own two feet, you look a little bit better. She is, I think she's very sick. Oh, I, think, I don't mean mentally either. I'm talking about physically. I think she's a very sick woman. Well, I think, I think I, both. I think yeah. that'll come out soon too. By the way, she, she's got some serious health issues. So that's why she's not running. They wanted her to. Trust me, they wanted her to. But uh, no, there's no physical way she can do it. She's done. Done. I'm going to watch out for her little evil daughter now. Oh, evil daughter. No, oh, yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Nothing. I think the one of the biggest. I think they're, they're pushing for the reparations again. For, <laughs> yeah. the, for the slaves. Yeah. Um. I guess my biggest biggest problem overall is I get what you're saying, except it really doesn't apply. No, it doesn't. It doesn't um, make any sense whatsoever. Why would I give the guy across the that's black, you know, a payday, a free payday, because his ancestors from seven or eight generations ago might have been a slave? See, my feeling is what, if what, you can what the fuck show me, about? if you can show me where you're worse off now. Than if your great 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 grandfather had stayed in Africa and <laughs> didn't get sold to the white devils by his own oh, tribesmen, yeah, I, right? Um, if you can show that to me, then maybe we can talk about it. But hey, here's something: instead of living in the past, why don't we do something about what's going on now? Because slavery's not abolished; yep. may not be legal. I think it's illegal almost everywhere, except still practiced in a lot of Muslim countries. Yeah. Uh, still practiced by a lot of criminal elements that deal, and I think we've gotten away from the word white slavery because that indicates it's only white people, and although that would probably be okay, uh, human trafficking is the correct term now. Yeah. In sex trafficking. And winding up on some island out in the middle you know, of nowhere where, where President Clinton visits. Or, or does he? And I, I notice I notice a lot of things now. We are we are we are instead of confronting today's issues and today's people, we like to go back and confront people that are dead already. Yeah. Or long gone. And we feel that we're making uh, great political strides by doing that. Because we're these groups are too weak to confront the living, and, and what's going on there. Um, let's, not, let's not talk about slavery from 150 years ago. Let's talk about slavery that, that's happened 15 minutes ago. Yeah, well, you know... And let's address that. There's uh, There are countries, like, let's say India, for example, has a caste system. You know, if you bottom a caste, you're basically a slave. True. You know, I mean, like, so it can be a religious aspect as well when it comes to slavery. But anyway, what time is it? Uh, you have to word tonight, sir. It is two oh two, two hours, two minutes in. So we are just about done. Oh, <laughs> stick a fork in me. Um, last word. Uh, yeah, I think I just spoke it. Uh, let's let's stop living in the past, and let's take a look at what we can do against living evil. Not take a look at the past and say, "Well, now let's let's be, uh, let's fight that evil. Let's fight the evil of the Civil War. Let's fight the evil of a Confederate flag. Let's 
fight the evil of the 13 colony flag made by Betsy Ross. Let's fight the evil of my ex-wife. Evil of your ex-wife. Yes. 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 That's that's definitely true. Uh, Let's let's focus on the energy on fighting human trafficking. Let's fight that and uh, helping, you know, protect people, protect things at their borders. Let's not live in the past, folks. Let's, Let's live in the present and be looking towards the future. So that would be the word. Let's stop living in the past. Let's live in the present and look towards the future. Here's us looking towards the future. The future. Looking looking for the off button. Looking towards the future. Here we go. Three, two, one. We're out.